0: hey there friends what's up welcome to the proving it plant-based podcast my name is natalie i'm your host i'm also a vegan and plant-based coach and fitness trainer and instructor so welcome i'm pretty pumped about today's episode and i feel like i say that almost every episode because i'm passionate about these topics that we cover and I hope that you find them insightful and I hope that they resonate with you as well. So today's episode is going to be a little bit more focused on mindset. So we're going to dive into kind of the psychology behind eating, why we have the habits that we do, why we make the food choices that we do. And so today's episode topic is on emotional eating. So you guys know that I work a lot with my clients on transitioning to a plant-based diet, you know, finding the right foods for your own body, for your own health and fitness goals. But we also really tap into the mindset stuff because nine times out of 10, it's not so much about knowing what to do, but it's training your mind how to do it and really putting to practice the good habits right because it seems like we all kind of have a good idea about what it is we need to do when it comes to eating healthy treating our bodies you know the way we should getting adequate rest getting in good macro and micronutrients getting enough exercise and movement throughout the day and all those good things So it's almost like, well, okay, we know what to do. We just don't always do it, right? So nine times out of 10, it really comes down to putting these things into practice. So I want to touch on emotional eating today because it's something that I see a lot of people struggle with. So it's always fun because I like to put little polls on my Instagram stories and I like to kind of you know, pull you guys and see what you're struggling with most. So that way I can better serve you, whether it's on this podcast, whether it's in my group coaching in my one-on-one coaching, I want to know what it is that you struggle with. So it seems like a lot of people and I'm, I'm not, you know, pinpointing certain people here, but I see as a whole, as a, you know, general, um, consumption, you guys, you know, a lot of it is just putting to practice the right habits. So whether it's snacking throughout the day, you know, you feel like snacking um, is hindering your progress or nighttime cravings and nighttime eating or weekend binging, things like that. it comes down to our emotions and, you know, kind of, A deeper dive into more than just eating more than just you know the way we view food it's almost like we need to stop looking at food as a reward we need to stop looking at food as something that you know we need to feel guilty about or punish ourselves because of food is fuel food is energy right literally calories in Convert to energy out. So, therefore, if we can start to view food a little bit differently, then we can make those healthy habit changes and we're less likely to practice these unhealthy mindset habits, right? When it comes to emotional eating. So, I was recently driving home from New Hampshire. So, If you know me, you know I live in the greater Boston area, and depending upon where you're driving in New England, New England is a great location to be in because you have the surrounding states, you know, Rhode Island beaches, you have the New Hampshire mountains, Cape Cod, Vermont, Maine is not too far, and so I was recently on a trip And I had a long drive back. So I was listening to another podcast, right? Shout out if you're into podcasts, which you probably are if you're listening to this, you probably have your favorite podcasts that you listen to as well. So I actually recently just got into the Brené Brown podcast. If you like self-help and personal development, you're probably familiar with her. And it's kind of a mindset, personal development, business podcast. That she just started and the interview was with Angela Duckworth and they started talking about grit and they started talking about mental health and therapy and why therapy is so important and the most valuable thing actually there were a lot of valuable things I took from that episode but one of the most valuable things I took from that episode was how to process emotions and how to process you know, the feelings that we have when we're not in such a good place. So if we're feeling anxious, if we're feeling depressed, if we're feeling down, if we're feeling worried, um, just all of these things. And step one, what they say is to acknowledge it. So acknowledge your emotion. Step two is to sit with it. So once you've kind of identified the emotion that you're having, whether it be depression, anxiety, um, anxiousness, anger, um, really anything. Once you've recognized it, sitting with it for a little while, right? Letting yourself kind of feel what you're feeling and then put it into perspective. So I liked this a lot because not only do I find it valuable for myself, but I find it valuable for my clients in dealing with emotional, emotional, eating habits because a lot of times eating, overeating, binging, stress eating, you know, the feelings that we have around eating, whether it be guilt or anxiety or feeling worthy, like we need to earn our food or earn our quote unquote cheat meal. I don't really like that term, but just using it here for, you know, description purposes um there seems to be a lot of emotions around these not so great eating habits so i think there's a learning experience here because i've felt it before myself and the good thing is is that you can work past it right there is a light at the end of the tunnel you don't have to continue living life this way. So if you feel any of these feelings around, you know, guilt around food, stress eating, anything that I had just mentioned, if you feel this way and you're like, yes, this resonates with me, the good news is you can get out of it. All right. Because I'm going to tell you that I used to experience this because as I got into fitness space, as I got into um, a meal plan, a bodybuilding diet, it was crazy because I would say I probably started eating regimented at the age of about 20, 21. So I started working out at the age of 16 years old in a gym. I played sports, you know, I tried all different sports growing up. And it was, I think my sophomore year, I started playing junior varsity softball. And I wasn't that great, but I started playing JV softball and I loved going to the gym along with my softball practices. So I played softball, I played basketball that year, and I also played golf. And so I was a three season athlete and I started going to the gym It was probably that spring, right, of my sophomore year. And I went to the gym throughout high school, playing sports, into college, playing golf. And it wasn't until my sophomore to junior year of college that I started actually eating to fuel my workouts. And I just really wanted to, and this is what I hear from a lot of clients. I just really wanted to look the part. Like I really wanted to look like I worked out. I really wanted to look athletic. Like I had a toned muscular physique, especially for, you know, kind of how long I I had been working out in the gym from a young age. So I started with a coach and she put me on a meal plan where I was eating five small meals a day. And all of a sudden, my midsection had abs, like baby abs, you know? I didn't have a lot of muscle on my body, but all of a sudden, within a couple weeks, I saw some ab definition. I was like, holy moly, this is like the first time I've seen any bit of progress in my physique, and it all had to do with diet. But little did I know, over the next couple of years, that was going to dig me into this little rabbit hole of, you know, feeling like every little thing I ate mattered. And it did to a certain extent, but honestly, it got to the point where I was becoming obsessive, where I was bulking and cutting and not allowing certain foods and labeling foods as good and bad and not allowing myself to have foods like peanut butter that I really liked. And so back then I was actually eating, um, I was eating fish, I was eating dairy, and I was eating a little bit of chicken and eggs. So this actually brought me into a not so great space where I was eating a lot of meat, I was eating a lot of carbs, and I felt like I needed to track everything. And it got to the point where it was obsessive and I can speak from personal experience, and just tell you that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, that if this is you and you are feeling like, you know, you're labeling your foods as good and bad, you're feeling guilty when you eat something off track, you are, you know, sacrificing social events, you are, you know, sacrificing a lot and you feel like it's overall impacting your mental health and you feel like you kind of just want to live your life, well, okay, then keep listening to this episode because this all comes down to emotional eating, right? So I was pretty disciplined back then, but I think overall I was obsessing a lot about the amount of carbs I would eat and, you know, instead of focusing on just eating a well-balanced, nutrient-dense, diverse diet. Again, I wasn't really eating plant-based back then, so my diet has changed immensely from then to now, and I believe that a plant-based diet really helped me to find food freedom and to find my way out of this emotional eating or this The feelings around, you know, guilt when it comes to food and feeling like I needed cheap meals and whatnot, and, you know, just all the anxiety that I felt around food. And now I think it's crazy because I can go away for a weekend. Like I said, I was just up in New Hampshire. I can buy, you know, a pack of hard seltzers and have a couple of them and not feel guilty about it. I can go out to breakfast and order something that's healthy for my body and not feel like I need to splurge on some ridiculous diner kind of food. Um, I can go out and, you know, pick a salad and add some tofu and add lots of vegetables and not feel like I'm just living my life revolving around food, right? When's the next meal? what am I going to eat? I got to plan everything in advance. And I will say planning and preparing is helpful, but there are times where we do need to go with the flow a little bit more and really just overall make healthy choices and trust ourselves that we are going to make the healthy choices. Now, this is easier said than done. So if you are working with a coach, um, if you are working with me, um, it's a work in progress. It doesn't, it's not something that you can just tell yourself and it happens overnight. It takes practice. It takes mindset work. It takes doing these things, right? So maybe it's like going on a road trip and knowing you're gonna be in the car for four hours and packing some carrots and hummus, packing, you know, a smoothie on the go or something, you know, making sure you have plenty of water, um, things like that, so that you set yourself up for success and you don't feel like a failure and you don't feel like starving and you now you have to go and get some fast food or whatever. So emotional eating cuz I'm kind of kind of getting off track <laughs> off track here but it all relates back to emotional eating and stress and anxiety. And so it's going back to, you know, that whole method that I just told you about when I was listening to the Brené Brown podcast. It's identifying your feelings sitting with it for a little bit and then putting it into perspective so what does that look like when it comes to emotional eating okay first and foremost any kind of emotions that we're having okay so it's like I had a bad day right maybe I had a long day at work and I skipped lunch because I had meetings all day or You know, I feel like I went so off track because I skipped lunch and it was such a long day and all I want to do is sit down on the couch, but my kids are awake and, you know, they want to go outside and play and I have to cook dinner and all this stuff is going on and I'm just stressed out, right? Easier said than done to just sit with it. Am I right? Right? There's with all that going on, there's not a lot of time to just sit with it, but... You don't have to literally be sitting to sit with your emotions. But what that means is taking time to process how you're feeling, right? So I think the biggest thing that comes out of emotional eating is impulse, right? So the opposite of impulse is sitting with it, right? Instead of, instead of having those impulse reactions impulse decisions, impulse actions, you're choosing to take a step back, evaluate how you're feeling, really, really just, just letting yourself feel all the feels and then taking it to that next step of perspective. So here, here we go back to the example that I just gave. So you had a really stressful day at work, you know, you skipped lunch, You didn't eat lunch you're starving you're done with work for the day but your kids are now ready for action and they're ready to go outside and play and they have all this energy but you don't right so let's take a step back and let's put it into perspective what's really important here is it important that you go stuff your face in the kitchen because you're so starving and you'll eat anything in sight and now you're probably going to feel guilty for it afterwards. Not only now did you skip lunch so you're off track, but you just binged in the kitchen because you were so hungry. And now your kids are going crazy and now you know they're going to deal with a mom or a dad that's stressed out even more because of the choices that they just made, right? So put it into perspective. When we take a step back, when we allow ourselves to kind of process how we're feeling, we can then make the next best decision. So sure you didn't have lunch. You may have not, you know, went into the day with, with all the intentions that you planned for the day, but guess what? You can take the next best step forward. It doesn't have to be perfect to make progress. So I can't stress that enough and that's gonna be a topic for another day, progress over perfection all the time. But so often I hear from people, it's like, well, I ate off track. Well, you know, I didn't stick to my meal plan. I didn't stick to my macros. So everything else went out the window. So what the heck, it doesn't matter anymore. What if we had that mentality every single day of the week? right? Life doesn't go according to plan. So I'm just going to screw it. See, if we had that mindset every single day of the week, we would never make progress. But if you have the mindset of, you know, consistency and making the next best choice over perfection, so what? You might be 200 calories over it in, you know, in a day, but guess what? That's not going to derail your goals. 500 calories? Yeah, yeah, that might derail your goals. So all I'm saying is make the next best choice. So apply that to wherever you are in your life, right? So going back to the acknowledge your emotions sit with your emotions, make the next best choice, put it into perspective, okay? So for you stress eaters, that's probably a good example for you. For my nighttime snackers, I wanna put something into perspective for you. There might be a reason why you feel the need to snack late at night, right? why you feel the need to reward yourself after a really hard workout. So exercising, over-exercising can bring up, you know, feelings of the need to reward yourself. The hunger obviously is there when we over-exercise. But when we do these things, we're putting a lot of stress on our body. So we're really not able to make progress if we are, you know, not resting enough, not sleeping enough. Our body is in constant go 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 high alert stress mode. We can't relax, we can't make progress. Our our muscles aren't going to repair themselves. So, for those of you who are nighttime eaters. Again, coming back to that coming back to that that mentality of Going down to the root cause, what makes you think that you want a bowl of cereal or Oreos or ice cream in the middle of the night, right? Is it actually hunger? Because if it is hunger, you're either A, not eating enough throughout the day, right? Not filling up on good nutrient-dense whole foods right? Or again, you're not hydrating enough and your body is left feeling hungry, but you might not actually be hungry. You might just be thirsty or you may have developed a habit where you're just eating in the middle of the night and therefore your body is used to it. So it's going to crave food at that time. Or you've just been in a calorie deficit for too long. Again, going back to number one, you're not eating enough and your body is still craving food at the end of the night, right? So it's either a habit, it's either the fact that you're still hungry, or it's stress and emotional and you feel like you need to reward yourself at the end of the night. Or it could be a combination of all of the above. So let's get to the root cause of it right? Identifying, going back to acknowledging. So why is it that you feel that you need to get up and have a midnight snack or, you know, have, like I said, a bowl of sugary cereal before bed or treat yourself to some cookies um, while you're watching TV or popcorn. And sometimes that's okay, right? Sometimes that's what we want. And sometimes you allow it and you forget about it. You let it go. But when I hear people say they do it ritualistically, like it's an every night thing, that's not forgetting about it and letting it go. Because if it's happening every night, that's a pattern. That's a habit. That's something that we need to break. So one of the ways that I suggest my clients, and I I really did this with myself as well, um, to break this pattern is making sure that you're eating enough for dinner. Because if you eat an early dinner, say you eat at five o'clock and by the time it's 10 PM, right? And say you stay up till 10:30 or 11, whatever. And you're like, oh my God, I'm starving. I can't go to bed this hungry. Um, I need something. Well, okay. You're either, you're eating dinner too early and you might need little something like another meal, right? But here's the thing. I would always rather someone eat a meal over a snack, over a dessert, right? Because again, if you're hungry, you're hungry. But that doesn't mean we go fill up on the cookies because we're hungry. That's not going to help you make progress. So something that I always liked to practice when I was in a calorie deficit or when I was feeling really hungry, but I knew, okay, I've had my macros for the day. Uh, I don't have anything left, so I've got to eat something else. Eat vegetables, right? You can always eat vegetables, fill up on them, you know, green vegetables, full of water, full of fiber. It will keep you full. Drink a dessert kind of tea you know, make a snack, make something like popcorn or, or whatever, have a little something. But when we start to make this a nighttime ritual and it's things like, you know, popcorn, cookies, processed foods, our body doesn't just want it, but our mind remembers it. And our mind tells us that we want it. So going back to, it's like an emotional addiction. So, You know what are you really feeling and why do you want this and are you actually hungry so the underlying reason um, and recognizing and asking yourself is this going to make me feel better right if the answer is yes then by all means have it and then move on from it but if the answer is no If it's like, okay, this is not going to make me feel satisfied afterwards, um, maybe I need a different solution, right? So as I was driving on my little road trip the other day, I was finding myself really bored. So again, I put on some podcasts, uh, put on some music, you know, and so I found myself thinking about food, right? So I had a banana with me, I had plenty of water, but I was like, okay, okay. I'm bored so I kind of want to stop to eat something but I knew I was gonna get home at a decent hour and I could wait until I got home to eat but what I found was that out of that boredom I kept thinking about food and the solution didn't need to be food because the problem was boredom so do you see where I'm coming from here now once I acknowledged that my problem wasn't hunger, my problem was boredom, so therefore the solution wasn't gonna be food. So ask yourself what the root cause is, what's the problem, and how can you solve that problem? If your problem is boredom, food isn't going to satisfy that problem. Um, I find myself a lot of the times you know, reaching into the cabinet, my parents at their house, they have a huge snack cabinet. I don't really keep a huge snack cabinet in my house because I don't like to have that in my house. I'm not a big snacker. Snacks don't satisfy me. Um, I like to have real meals. But at my parents' house, they have a big snack cabinet. And so what I've learned in my own experience is when I go into the snack cabinet and I have crackers or I have, you know, some plant-based cookies or, you know, some nuts and dried fruit and, and all healthy things. But when I do that, it doesn't actually really ever satisfy me. I always just know that it's there and therefore I'm more likely to go after it. So again, figuring out what is the root cause, What's the underlying reason for how you're feeling? And then what's the best solution? And if it's not hunger, then the best solution is probably not food. So acknowledge your feelings, sit with it, put it into perspective. All right. And now also, I want to ask you the question of how do you feel after you partake in this quote unquote emotional eating? Do you feel good? Do you feel better than you did before? Or do you feel more anxious now? Do you feel more stressed out? Do you feel guilt around partaking in that kind of activity? Right? So I think that's the big question to ask yourself. How do you feel afterwards? Because if it's not a behavior that you want to repeat, then it's a behavior that you should probably start to nip in the bud, right? So granted, it's not going to happen overnight, but maybe it starts to happen a little bit less frequently, right? So maybe allowing yourself a nighttime treat before bed doesn't happen every night, but maybe it happens every other night. And then maybe you push it off to every third night. And then maybe you push it off to twice a week, Once a week, whatever. And so that way, you begin to actually start to forget that you even, you know, engaged in that kind of activity to begin with. I've had a client of mine actually admit to being an emotional eater herself. And she was someone who really identified with being someone who loved sweets. You know, she had a sweet tooth. She said it about herself, her family members said it about herself, and once she let go of that identity of having a sweet tooth, she no longer felt obligated to partake in that kind of activity of, you know, having sweets on a regular basis, because that was something that she wanted to let go of. So moral to the story is you can find food freedom to this. You can eat stress-free. It's going to take a little bit of stepping away from the scale. It's going to take a little bit of stepping away from constantly tracking your macros, taking a break, right? This is why I don't always believe in cheat meals. This is why I don't always believe in, you know, cheat days or going out to eat and just 100% eating off track, right? I always have in the back of my mind, my goals and my nutrition and whether or not it serves me best and how I'm going to feel after I eat something. So these are some really big takeaways around emotional eating. So I really feel connected to this episode. I feel passionate about this because I feel like it's more times than not, the number one thing, holding people back from being the best version of themselves. So plant-based or not, vegan or not, you know, this can apply to all people, male or female, young or old. It's all something that we kind of struggle with. So I hope this really resonated with you. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please do share it with a friend. Um, I think everyone can benefit from this. And and really, uh, going back to those takeaways of what is the underlying issue? What is the underlying reason? Acknowledging it, sitting with it, and then putting it into perspective and how you're feeling afterwards. Share it, rate it leave a review, leave me a message. I want to hear a voice message. If you guys have questions, connect with me. You can find me on social media at provingitplantbased on Instagram or my personal account at Falco underscore fit. So I will see you guys next week for our next episode. Stay tuned until next time and I will talk to you then.